You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I cover the Chicago Bears for NBC Sports Chicago, and I cover the NFL for Pro Football Focus. Locked On Bears is your podcast destination for daily Chicago Bears news and analysis. And today, we're going to be looking around the coaching carousel in the NFL from a Chicago Bears perspective, starting with Vic Fangio being strongly linked to the Denver Broncos head coaching position, as well as the Green Bay Packers making a decision on their new head guy, and the Minnesota Vikings looking at new offensive coordinator candidates. For each of these, I want to rely on our friends here on the Locked On Podcast Network to help give us some of the local perspectives from the local experts on each of these three teams. So we start with Vic Fangio and the Denver Broncos. And John Elway was among the Broncos officials who came to Chicago on Monday to interview one Vic Fangio ultimately had a meeting with him at House Hall, I believe, and then left and then re-met with him again for dinner. And the reports as of Tuesday morning confirmed that Vic Fangio and Mike Munchak are the two finalists for the Broncos head coaching position, and they're expected to make a final decision in the coming days here. So I want to turn our attention to Locked On Broncos and host Cody Rourke, who can provide a little bit more details on this situation from the Denver perspective. But I'll just warn you ahead of time, the the one criticism I would have of Cody's analysis here is he pronounces Vic Fangio's last name a little bit different than we do here in Chicago, but once you once you get past that, he has that great perspective on what this kind of could mean for Denver if they opt to go with Fangio. Right now, there's a lot of traction, a lot of steam for Vic Fangio being the next head coach for the Denver Broncos. I'm being told right now, within the organization, it is between Mike Munchak and Vic Fangio that is the most heated, they have the most traction, and they have a lot of NFL experience. Each coach there has over 30-plus years of experience coaching in the National Football League. That's a lot. Now, if the Broncos decide to go with Vic Fangio, at this point, he would have a major, major hand. He would keep his hand on that defense, which would more than likely mean that Joe Woods would probably not return to the Broncos as a defensive coordinator. Fangio would keep that Broncos defense intact, and and he would put them in positions, obviously personnel-wise, and it could entice some free agents to come to Denver or guys looking for free agency to possibly stay in Denver. That That's kind of a big selling factor for Fangio because the Broncos defense has been the strong point for many years. If that is the case, Gary Kubiak would more than likely slide into that offensive coordinator role for the team as we've seen. Special teams coach Tom McMahon would also remain with the team. That is the expectation within the organization. They were very, very impressed with what Tom McMahon was able to do this season, transforming what was a bottom-ranked special teams unit under Brock Olivo last year into a pretty darn good special teams unit in terms of coverage and kicking, and the Broncos have to improve offensively, and they're working on Gary Kubiak being the guy. Again, that was Cody Rourke from the Locked On Broncos podcast, providing the local perspective from a local expert on all 32 teams here on the Locked On Podcast Network. So it would be the Vic Fangio and Gary Kubiak pairing in Denver, not quite 
Matt Nagy, but uh, a respected NFL offensive mind there. And I think the lack of a quarterback in Denver could be particularly more detrimental to at least where Vic Fangio would potentially be starting now. But you know, as this situation draws out a little bit more, I, I can't help but feel like the potential replacement candidates in Chicago are starting to dwindle just a little bit as other teams are filling their head coaching vacancies. And if Vic Fangio is going to take a job elsewhere and the Bears have to replace him, you know, we broke down replacement candidates last week on, I believe, the January 2nd podcast, looking at a bunch of different options in-house and out-of-house that could be replacements in Chicago for Vic Fangio. But already we're starting to see at least a few of those names linked to other teams and starting to potentially come off of the market. The most notable one is former New York Jets head coach Todd Bowles. It appears that Bruce Arians will be the new head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he plans on bringing Todd Bowles to be his defensive coordinator there. Of course, that connection goes back to Arizona when Todd Bowles was Bruce Arians' defensive coordinator for a couple years with the Cardinals. So that makes all the sense in the world, but it's to be expected that one of these potential top defensive coordinator replacement candidates would be pretty quick to come off the board. And then if Vic is going to build his defensive staff in Denver, that could potentially take at least one or some of the in-house candidates, you know, like Ed Donatella, defensive backs coach, or Jay Rogers, the defensive line coach. He can't take them in lateral moves without giving them some type of promotion. So one of them would have to become his defensive coordinator, and maybe he could make one uh, an assistant head coach slash position coach to give them that technical promotion to allow a technically non-lateral move. But uh, again, as this process draws out here, depending on how long the Denver Broncos take to make a decision, if the Bears are going to lose Vic Fangio, their options may continue to shrink a little bit, and it'll be curious to kind of see where they're still able to find the right guy. Matt Nagy says he has a contingency plan in place for the loss of any of his assistant coaches, so clearly he's he's claims to be prepared for, again, this, this potential loss of the orchestrator of this number one Bears defense. But whoever it is calling the plays on that side of the ball, they're going to have a heck of a lot of talent to work with. And it is going to be fun to see where this Bears defense can pick up in 2019 with all of their starters except for Bryce Callahan, I believe, slated to return based on their contract situation. And, of course, Adrian Amos as well. Excuse me. Callahan and Amos, the only two guys who aren't under contract for 2019. So plenty of excitement still to come from this Bears defense. And there's plenty of excitement still to come in these NFL playoffs, even without the Chicago Bears in the mix. And you can make these matchups even more thrilling if you lay some money down at my bookie. Don't be the guy sitting around with no rooting interest as your relatives and friends sit around and get extra excited for these games. Make sure you're ready for all the action by signing up at MyBookie. They pay really fast when you win, and they've got great reviews online and plenty of things to bet on, even besides the NFL. You've got NCAA basketball, the NBA, even hockey as things get going there too. So many different ways to play and win big at MyBookie. Join now and they will offer you a 50% deposit bonus to make sure you have a nice bankroll for the rest of the postseason. Use the promo code LOCKED ON when you deposit to activate that bonus offer. That's promo code L O C K E D, LOCKED ON at my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. 
Up next, we turn our attention to the new head coach in Green Bay by relying on our friends here in the Locked On Podcast Network. But don't worry, you won't have to hear from everybody's favorite Packer analyst, Peter Bukowski. We've got ourselves a little bit of a workaround here. Keep it locked right here on Locked On Bears. So as we look at the coaching carousel here around the NFL, and more specifically around the NFC North this week, I want to turn our attention to the Green Bay Packers hiring their new head coach, Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator Matt LaFleur. And as we did with Locked On Broncos, I want to use Locked On Packers to help us bring some of that local perspective to this situation. And we've had Peter Bukowski, the host over there on this podcast a couple of times. And I know some of you guys aren't crazy about the way he talks about Green Bay and perhaps some of the way he comes off sometimes with his confidence in his analysis of the team. So in, in a sort of work around here, he was joined by Michelle Bruton from the Packers Wire, which is part of the USA Today sports media group that I am also a part of with Bears Wire. She joined him on the podcast. She did a great breakdown of Matt LaFleur over on Packers Wire, and she was kind of able to provide her analysis and breakdown of LaFleur's scheme and how that could potentially mesh with Aaron Rodgers. So I think it's well worth listening up here to kind of see what could be in store this year and beyond in Green Bay. Once Mike McCarthy was let go by the Packers, obviously the Titans weren't doing so hot. Um, I think they performed a lot worse this year than a lot of people expected them to. But as I sort of wrote about in our article, many of the reasons for that are kind of outside of LeFleur's control. Um, you know, they they lost. Um, Mariota wasn't necessarily healthy. Um, Walker was lost for the whole season. Their offensive line ranked 29th in the NFL in pass protection. So outside of all of those factors, once Mike McCarthy was fired, I was still really high on the floor. And I figured that they would probably make Philbin the interim coach, which obviously they did. Um, but I really hoped that they would sort of, rather than go with someone who, in my eyes, had made mistakes in the past, which some of the other candidates, namely McDaniels, had, um, I was really hoping they would kind of you know, charge into the unknown with someone like LaFleur, who obviously hasn't been proven as a head coach, but who has so many great qualities. Um, so I think just, first of all, just really digging into what that pedigree means, sort of coming from this Mike Shanahan tree, which in turn comes from the Gruden kind of West Coast schemes. Um, I think all those elements, assuming that um, LaFleur kind of keeps and installs them will be really beneficial to what the Packers already run and the talent they already have, because you've got zone running and play action. You've got using the running backs in the receiving game. You've got bunch formations, um, plays that can open up receivers. So all of those things, I think, really fit the Packers offense as it currently exists really well. But the thing I love about Matt LaFleur, which you actually brought up, Peter, tonight you tweeted, you found an old quote of his talking about how you can't just get into a rhythm of calling plays just to call plays. You have to always be thinking about how to maximize your offense. Um, and you have to kind of give your players sort of a blueprint so that they kind of know they've been running these same types of plays and they can take a lot of the guesswork out of it and just go out there and do their jobs. And so I really think that obviously we haven't quite seen it. He did call the plays for the first time ever in his career this year for the Titans. Again, this was such a weird season for all of the injuries and it's kind of, he changed a lot of things around in that offense to kind of maximize Mariota, which I think also is a, is a good indication that he's willing to, you know, build around Rogers' talent and his, um, 
his preferences rather than sort of voiced something new upon him. But I think that what that indicates to me is that his head's in the right place. He has ideas that are the right ideas for how he wants this offense to look. It's just a matter of when it comes down to the nitty gritty, can he call plays more effectively than Mike McCarthy? Again, that was Michelle Bruton from the Packers Wire on the Locked On Packers podcast with Peter Bukowski. And I appreciated the way that she brought her analysis there. You know, not crowning Matt LaFleur as the next great head coach just yet, acknowledging plenty of unknowns with his experience and some of his background, but while also looking into the potential of what his offense could do and how it could fit with what Green Bay has. And I think it's important to get a good perspective on that and be prepared for a potential uh, you know, offensive rebirth, for back of a, a lack of a better word, in Green Bay. Not that Green Bay will necessarily reemerge as a top five, top three offense in the NFL, but clearly they were underachieving with what they had with Aaron Rodgers in the last couple of years under Mike McCarthy. And the idea is that they they bring in Matt Lafleur to get that offense back on track to get Aaron Rodgers playing like the top five quarterback that he is in this NFL. And I think Green Bay is still going to need to continue to make personnel changes to catch up to where the Bears are from a talent standpoint overall across their roster at this point. But clearly following in a similar direction as the Bears did, bringing the third Matt to the head coaching role in the NFC North. We've got Matt LaFleur, Matt Nagy, and Matt Patricia now. Just need uh, Mike Zimmer to change his name to be the all-Matt division. But clearly following in a little bit of the Bears' footsteps there in the younger innovative offensive coach, sort of the new age guy to lead his team to higher scoring and potentially much larger success than they had seen in recent years under Mike McCarthy. But of course, the Packers won't be the only NFC North team looking for much improved offensive play in 2019. So still to come on the podcast, we'll wrap up with the Minnesota Vikings and their expanded search for a new offensive coordinator with the help of Locked On Vikings. That's next on Locked On Bears. So of course, entering this season, the Packers and the Vikings were competing for that sort of top NFC North spot. And there was a lot of expectations for this Vikings team to pick up where they left off last year and make a deep run in the playoffs and have Kirk Cousins be the ultimate difference between where they fell short last year and where they wanted to be. That obviously didn't work out. They made an offensive coordinator change during the season and their interim offensive coordinator had his contract expire and is a free agent at this point. So all signs point to the Vikings bringing in a yet another new coordinator. And I believe that will mark now their fifth change in offensive coordinator in the last two calendar years. So quite a bit of offensive instability there. Mike Zimmer may be starting to deserve some Lovey Smith comparisons somewhere in there as well, but that's a that's a whole other discussion. But our friends over at Locked On Vikings, specifically Luke Braun, the host, he went through a, a list of potential Vikings offensive coordinator candidates that give us a little bit of a glimpse into what we could be seeing from Kirk Cousins and company next year as they try and rebound from 20, 2018's massive disappointment. 
So first, let's talk about the big name, the one that has been talked about all weekend, and that's Mike Malarkey. So for those of you who are unfamiliar, Mike Malarkey, we last saw him as the head coach of the Tennessee Titans, and he got pretty toxic and radioactive in that stint, so much so that he actually had to pull like the Norv Turner, Jeff Fisher, take a year off. Uh, he didn't work anywhere in football in 2018. He just kind of sat on the sidelines. There's not really a lot, in my opinion, that makes him an exciting candidate. Uh, one name that I've seen come up a little bit is Jeremy Bates. He's currently under contract with the Jets, so I kind of doubt that that would happen. But he's been getting head coaching interviews, and he would maybe leave for those. But if he were to try to leave for an offensive coordinator interview, he could block... Uh, the Jets could block him similarly to how the Vikings blocked Kevin Stefanski. So I'm not sure if that would go on, uh, but it would definitely be an interesting thing to look at if he did perhaps show interest in leaving the Jets or voiding his contract or whatever. Another name that was brought up was Kevin Zampezi. He was the quarterback's coach for the Cincinnati Bengals for a really long time, from 2003 to 2015, which means that you can kind of credit him at least a little bit for the development of Carson Palmer and kind of the career he ended up having after he left Cincinnati, and also a little bit of uh, the Andy Dalton years and kind of got the best out of Andy Dalton. Still, he has familiarity with Mike Zimmer, right? They were on the sta on the same staff together, so they were in the building together. So I could definitely see him being brought in for an interview. Another name that's a little radioactive because he was fired in the middle of this season, but uh, Nathaniel Hackett for the Jacksonville Jaguars could be an interesting name. A little bit of that stink has worn off since the Jaguars really just continued to fail and firing him really didn't prove to fix anything. And he was kind of behind the eight ball in Jacksonville, right? He was stuck with Blake Bortles, who I think we can all kind of agree is not going to be the best weapon for an offensive coordinator to use. And he was also kind of stuck in this world where the Jaguars wanted to be a team that that, like runs through Leonard Fournette. Um, that kind of uh, lets me believe at least a little bit on a cursory look that maybe Nathaniel Hackett is the kind of guy who could make a difference in Minnesota, but at the same time, pressure to run more, if that's what sunk him in Jacksonville, well, that's not going to be any better for him in Minnesota, so it might just sink him here as well. Again, that is Luke Braun, the host of Locked On Vikings here on the Locked On Podcast Network, and not exactly a impressive or even confidence-building list of offensive coordinator candidates there for the Vikings. Maybe in some sense reminds you a little bit of some of the defensive coordinator candidates we had kind of discussed where, you know, you're not just going to find some great proven commodity that's available and, you know, the perfect fit for your team, that you're either going to have to take a known name with some clear baggage or you're going to have to take a chance on a guy that has a lot of unknowns behind him. So it's a similar situation for them as they are forced, or I guess as they choose to replace their offensive coordinator candidate. The Bears may be forced to replace Vic Fangio, may not, but could have similar discussions as far as tr trying to figure out how to weight their criteria for filling that position. But clearly uh, the Vikings just looking to get back to some kind of baseline level of consistent offensive play, whereas the Packers are trying to elevate their offensive play to that next level, and the Bears are trying to maintain their next level defense. And whatever happens to Vic Fangio, we will be right here breaking it all down just for you in your headphones. All you got to do is subscribe to the Locked On Bears podcast to make sure you're keeping up with all of our daily Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can also get more with the Locked on Bears Facebook group. 
If you just go on to Facebook and search Locked On Bears Group, you can find us on there and join in the discussion. We'll be breaking down everything that happens as it happens with just loyal listeners like you that tune into this podcast and love the Chicago Bears. I really appreciate all the support everyone's been giving us as we get into this new 2019 season. And I'll just say again that I think the best way you can help us out is to tell a fellow Bears fan about the podcast. That word of mouth is a great way to spread the news, spread what we're trying to do here, and share the daily Bears news and analysis with your fellow fans. Help us all become more engaged and educated consumers of this football team. Because the more of us there are here in this discussion, the easier it is to bear down. Bear down.